You do. This is JT. We're back. Now we get to have a conversation with Boo Brown. There will only be one today because, like I've said before, if the conversation I have is 15 minutes or 40 something minutes, doesn't matter to me. As long as, long as the guest wants to talk, then uh, I'm going to keep the mic open for him. And that's what happened here with uh, Boo Brown. Um, he wanted to go. He had some stuff to share. He had some great stories. And uh, we kept on going. Now, there's the, um, the conversation did generate a few topics that I want to get into. But again, this isn't about one conversation with these individuals. I want to have multiple conversations as time goes on. So um, I don't want, to, want it to be a four-hour episode. And people like Boo... You could sit here for four hours and talk to him. The man knows a lot. So uh, we're going to sit down again, and those things that came up, I'll bring that back up then. And there's a few other questions, and we're all racing, so new things are going to happen, so we get to talk about that too. Um, without further ado, I would like to thank Snitch Racing and DragBike.com for their support. Um, I'm giving them double credit on this podcast today with Boo Brown. So I think I've ran my trap long enough. Let's go talk to Boo. All right, this is JT. Try and keep up. We have the one and only Boo Brown. How you doing, sir? Hello. Been a while since we saw each other last. Good, yeah, it's been a while. Been November, maybe. So. Yep, yep, November, that would have been the last time. But, uh, so, um, obviously I want people to know about Boo Brown, so. We, we in the racing community, for those of y'all that have been living under a rock and don't know who this man is, um, tell everybody a little bit about you. Where are you from? What Boo got Brown. you into racing? Boo Brown. I'm from Washington, D.C. Grew up in southeast Washington, D.C. Um, 50 years old. Been racing for about 31, 32 years now. Um, I am into audio video. So I have a company that does high-end audio video installs and CCTVs, cameras, and all that stuff. Um, just loved racing. My dad was in the street cars and doing stuff, so I it, it, I it was just natural that I just liked fast stuff and just started out guys picking on me when I had a slow bike, and <laughs> it just it just fueled me to just you know I, I'm a competitor no matter what. Yeah. So football, basketball, anything is just like golf. Um, I just want to read. I just want to win. So, if it means playing something, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best I can do to win. So, that's it. Was what was the, what was the first thing you started racing on? So I started racing on a Kawasaki ZX7 in like 1990. Well, I had a KZ650 and then went to a Kawasaki ZX7 and uh, just started racing that. And again, like I said, guys talk trash next thing you know my my 750 was beating all the 1100s around here so it was like it, it was just a thing of oh they have fast bikes okay i'm gonna get fast bikes i'm gonna get more and more and more and it just it just became an obsession that i had to be the fastest guy in dc in maryland you know at butch creek so i've been racing here at butch creek for like i said 30 years so it's been my home track so and obviously going from that, what are you racing on now? Now I am racing basically two track dynamics chassis. I got a 70 inch T4 track 
kind of like a pro stock chassis that I raced pro ET street uh, top gas um, over here we call it uh, what do we call it top sportsman mm-hmm. that we have a class here top sportsman and then I have a 76 inch track chassis 460 bike which is 4.60 in the eighth mile we run at the eighth mile time um I've been riding street bikes forever, but now I got a 16-year-old son, which is Rico Brown. And he beat me to it. I was, <laughs> and I and I've given him, you know, the the range to the street bike stuff and teaching him along the way. And I mean, it, it was just inevitable that he would race. He started out at like he was at the track from birth, so he just picked up on things. And the, the funniest thing, he started last year and never. Like, I've never sat him on a bike as far as riding, going fast, riding on the street. Every night from, like, 14, when we would put the bike, before we put the bike away, I just taught him how to do a burnout in the pit before we would put the bike in the trailer. So at least he had, because that seems to be kind of the hardest point for people starting out. They would, you know, have a problem doing that burnout. So I taught him that burnout at the trailer every night that we would go racing. And then... Last year, and uh, I think it was Brainerd, and we just put him on the bike. I said, here's your time now. Go ahead. And he, I mean, he, it was amazing to watch him do it. And I thought he'd be two, three years in learning. And all this time of watching, he just turned into like like he'd been a seasoned veteran. He'd have been doing it all his life. So it was pretty cool to watch. And you see that you get to see that a lot in the sport too, and the, the sons following the fathers. I mean, for sure. And I, I mean, when I'm photographing or videoing, I guess I see a lot of oh, you in him, yeah. his stance, but yeah. his style's a little different. You can tell there's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of a difference there, but yeah. you can see your influence is definitely there. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. I mean, I, I constantly say it. Just just coming up where I come from and the way I come up to see dad's not a part of kids' lives and things like that and you know from from marital problems where women don't want a guy that wants to be in his kid's life you know things like that where for me it's been I mean I, I feel like I live vicariously through him and everything that he does from for he plays football he's basketball and I mean I'm a part of all of it I want to be a part of everything he does and also like I said, growing up where I grew up, I mean, you were just a product of the environment and being in the streets and doing wrong and things like that. And to be able to be a part of my son's life and raise him and teach him that this is the way, this is a good way to live and have fun and not, you know, like we just had a conversation about health and things and like people look at me and laugh when I tell them like I don't drink I don't smoke I never have you know what I mean to me it's just like no reason you know I I, and you know me I'm just as crazy and wild (laughs) as anybody out here so you know probably one of the most animated people in racing as far as that so I'm kind of afraid if I took a drink because I'm what I might become you know so I I, that's some of the people at because my I do so. I do obviously interact with y'all and socialize yeah, 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 with y'all, for but, sure. but I don't sit down and drink with y'all because of that reason. I don't want to do something stupid. Yeah, and then because it's like the construction world; they won't ever let it go. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the, the funniest thing is like for for me, 
I've always been a person that like I, I, I never I, I, I'm always a person I would say that like I'm on I'm on the middle line of everything when it comes okay. to anything politics racial situations uh drug use or alcohol use or whatever for me you got to control your own life that's all you can do no matter what goes on in the world whether you know taxes go up taxes go down gas prices go up gas prices go down those those things are really beyond your control you can't control that all you can do is control yourself and what you can do you know so like all this stuff that's been going on in the world, I've been a person to just always say like, hey, let's not, like, you've never heard me talk politics. You never heard me talk race. You never, every time I see someone, it's, I'm, I'm smiling. I'm trying to make them smile, you know, from we bring 10 cakes here every race to <laughs> pass out cakes to people and do things like, I just, I just love happiness among people, you know, so it doesn't matter what it is and, and, for me, it's it's just been always that way of what what's gonna make other people happy. You know, how can you just stay happy? Why are you people people put so much emphasis on things that are beyond their control? And other than you know, as opposed to just live your life. You can only control what you can control. Well, that's a good thing about this community is that it, it's that all the, we'll call it noise, all the stuff mm-hmm. that's out there that yeah. people are complaining about yeah. now. When we're here, we have every race, every color, every creed, every Everything. sex, and everybody, and everybody has the passion, yeah. but everybody's doing it their own way. Yeah. It just, all that noise doesn't track when you're here in yeah. the real world with us. It That's does. why I love it. It, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's there because, you know, the, the bad of it is, 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 is all the things that goes on and it's, it, it kind of, you have a different perspective of someone and like, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, by, by Boo Brown being on the middle of the fence. I get calls from both sides of everyone. Hey, what about so-and-so? Why is so-and-so saying this? And why is so-and-so saying that? And it's like, well, you know, that's his perspective. <laughs> you know? You know, that's that's how he feels. That, that, that doesn't mean that's the person or, you know, and, well, I don't like what he said. And I go, well, you know what? He doesn't treat me that way. I mean, and that's all I can go off of. Whatever, whatever else he does in his life has nothing to do with me. The way he treats me is how I want to be treated. The way I treat him, you know what I mean. So that's just that. That's just where I've always been. And the term "him" is general for those. General, we're not general. Him, her. So so somebody wants to label that to somebody. That's not someone wants to label. The (laughs) one thing is, I mean, in 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 Boo Brown's life, everyone will tell you. He lives it to the fullest. He lives it to be happy. He wants everyone else to be happy. He he will give his last of whatever he has to help someone that's a part of his circle and outside of it. Because anyone here that I don't even know can tell you they've never come up to me and spoke to me and said anything. And I haven't had a full on conversation if they want or hand them whatever I have to help them. You know, so. Well, let's bring it. You talk about 
community inner circle and stuff like that mm-hmm. you have a pretty big army that shows up with you from time to time let's, yeah let's but, talk about but, that but same thing there. it's yeah. it's like friends friends it's been 30 years family i mean i have the you know the biggest support from my family my mom dad wife my kids like everyone shows up every week and now that rico's racing it's like everyone <laughs> is there like some people that wouldn't come it's like yeah you oh, never, you never more, came to see me you come to see rico he's more popular than you now yeah yeah he's it's like it it was so funny one of the guys that racing like so so i've partnered up this year with one of my longtime friends john hall Mm -hmm. so we're doing everything together and he calls me up one day he's like man i was all the way out in cali and the guy came up to me and said, when I when I grow up, I come back. If I come back, I want to come back as Rico Brown. <laughs> I'm like, how does he even know Rico? He's like, man, that kid's got the life. That kid's just, he's the guy. I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. So people would know to say who Rico are. You know, who Rico is. It's funny. And y'all can't see him, but every time he mentions his boy, too, he's got this big smile on his oh, face. Yeah, the yeah. pride is clearly Yeah, that's there, my so. guy. That's, that's my guy. I mean, he's just... Like I said, I, I live vicariously through him. It's all the football coaches, basketball coaches, everybody knows that's Rico's dad. He's going to be here front and center, <laughs> practice. I mean, I mean, I'm probably the only parent that goes three, four times a week and just sit in the car and watch them practice. Everyone's else doing what they're doing. I'm sitting there watching the guys just practice. You know, it's I love it. Uh, so, great stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, and... To, we have to tap on. Obviously, you've got a lot of championships over the years, so yeah. you've won a lot of awards. So let's bring some people up to speed that may not be some of the. What's some of the hardware you've taken home with you? Um, I, what? What? I, let me rephrase that. What? Um, which one really? Which is the first one that hits you? So even if it's just one of many. Um, which one I, would you I'd be probably of? say. I, I'd say my 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 most. The, the, the greatest feeling of a championship for me, I, I think, would be my 460 championship mm-hmm. um, because it was actually my first full year in the class. I started kind of in the mid-year, finished out, and then my first full season, um, I won the championship. And that class, the, the reason I say it, it's, it's probably one of my more enjoyable classes now because it's so fast of bracket racing. But... Also, it was a few friends and and other guys in the 460 class that kind of started out talking smack, you know, (laughs) about, oh, if you come over here, you're not going to do this. If you race in this class, and I guess from my accomplishments of being a, you know, a known bracket racer throughout all these years and stuff like that, that. I wouldn't be able to achieve the same success over there. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really funny. One of the guys that was egging that on had a practice tree, which is up at Atco Raceway in like a bar. They okay. have a tree inside the track. I know track. what you're talking about. Yep. Right. So this guy was actually in there with my then I'd say 11-year-old son having a competition on the tree, and they were going back and forth. So he's throwing jabs at Rico. And and, and to everyone out there, too, Rico Rico's idol is his dad. You know what I mean? His dad is his guy. So he's constantly telling the guy, 
well, you 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 can barely beat me. There's no way you can beat my dad, you know. So Rico runs out and gets me and brings me back to the tree. And he's like, Dad, he said he could beat you. Show him. And, and I mean, I literally just mopped this guy up on the tree in this practice thing and I and I literally said if if I got in the 460 you never win you know and he's like oh yeah 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 so I set out to find a bike and bought a bike probably that year and came out tested it like I said at the end of the year the next year my first race and I believe my my first win came against him oh wow so we were in the finals. I beat him and then went on to win the championship in my first year. So I, I think that's why it meant the most because it's like, you know, the smack talk and then the, to, to achieve a championship first time out was just, it, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, the rest of them, um, I, I think, I, I don't know, like that's just something people do. And I can't say that I, I, I think I have like seven championships as far from all the different sanctions from back when pro star, different stuff like that. I think I'm like seven, eight, I don't know. But um, it, it was just a thing again, like I, I get motivated by the competition mm-hmm. and people sometimes talking because I, I did the same thing where I would only race a few times or here and there, I would go over to man cup and race and things like that. So yeah. it wasn't a thing where I feel like if you want to be in the top five, top whatever, you can go to every race and compete. You could be there. Well, I would just participate here and there and win a race or get close and guys and a couple guys threw a jab. Oh, you don't want to race over here because we race in XDA. So I literally, again, it was like a a competition thing. I'm like, okay, well, next year I'm going to make my schedule. I'm coming to every Man Cup race and I'll win a championship. I went over there and won the championship in Top Gas. In his class, I won the championship. So it was a thing of like, when it comes to racing and doing things, I I am, again, I'm, I'm full of life, full of fun. I don't take it serious at all. Yeah. Like it is until the two lights are lit up, I'm joking, playing, laughing. Like it, it it's just another day out there. It's nothing major to take that serious and or either be that upset about a loss because every time you go down a track it's a 50 50 odd yeah. you know what i mean either he's gonna win or you're gonna win so what can you do yeah you know you control your own destiny so no but it's good i mean winning and doing things um i set a very modest goal every year which is to win a race Okay. So if I can win a race, so we, I usually typically now I'm down to like two classes, three classes. And if it's just pertaining to XDA, like this year, we're seven races. So basically I got 14 chances to win one time. (laughs) And that's the goal. Every year I set that goal. Of course, everyone will want to win a championship. But my goal is I win one race. It's a successful year, you know. And that's just how, because it's it's extremely hard to even win. You know what I mean? It, well, it helps. It helps. It, it's and your comment there is helping is going to help me help the listener understand that it's 
not about the money. No, it's not no, about the rewards. It's not about. It's about y'all love this sport. Not, I love, love the, the stories sport. There. We love the sport. Um, so. I can tell you, and it, and it, and and I don't know how other people feel about it, yeah. but I, I get to come to the race, and I pretty much make my schedule where we'll do one race a month. You know, if if I just do XDA, I have seven consecutive months of one race. That one race weekend is a vacation to me every month, and I get to come and hang out with all my friends and laugh and play and joke and stay up until one, two in the morning and do things once a month. The racing is just an added bonus, you know? It is, and that's why I said, I don't take it serious at all. I mean, one of my good friends uh, and teammate is Mac McAdams, and he is a stickler for precision, uh, cleanliness, maintenance on the bike. I mean, he is the most meticulous person I've ever seen in my life. And I am the polar opposite of that, where I I might change my oil once every couple races or something. Like, I just don't, you know, and, and I should be better at that. But I've been fortunate to have good guys, good mechanics and things where my stuff is pretty good, you know, pretty good product. And I don't have a problem, but I'm just not that serious about it. You know, it's more like I said, it's more the camaraderie and seeing you guys and stuff like that. When I see you guys, I'm lighting up. I we cook and do things. I want everybody eating and having fun and I mean, it's just a, it's just a great environment to be around. I mean, to see the people and how everyone, like you said, there's there's virtually no controversy here. It's just fun for four or five days or three days, however long you're here. It's just fun, you know. That's how I feel about it. I just love coming here and seeing the people, being around the people, and laughing and. And it's back to work and see you next month on my vacation you know so yep all right well we know he's got a lot to do but this is boo brown we're obviously this we're not just going to have one conversation with him we're going to let the season unfold and we'll definitely come back and talk again for sure so and um so thank you boo we appreciate appreciate you coming by and always fan always will be appreciate you having me all right all right see you you guys yes sir all right, there you go. Got a conversation with Boo Brown. Um, the other thing I'd like to bring up too is, y'all, if y'all have questions, comments, or anything like that, or y'all have suggestions for me, um, or if you're in the drag racing at any level, maybe you can be a racer, announcer, manager, promoter, whatever. Reach out to me. I don't mind putting you putting you on the podcast because the more people we get on here, the more we get to learn. Um, with Boo, Boo is a um, him and his family. They're a great group of people. And I'm honored to know them. Um, they've always uh, looked after me, like most of the racers do. Um, sometimes I think I'm the uh, the uh, pit mascot at times, so because uh, everybody's offering me water and food and stuff like that. So uh, it's a big family, and I love them all to death. And uh, Boo and the Boo Brown Army um, is always there. So again, I appreciate it, Boo. Thanks for uh, sitting with me today. I look forward to our next conversation. And I thank all of y'all for keeping up. This is JT. 
I'm cruising on down the road, but I'm going to be back. 